Hello, you're listening to Freelance Mum, the mother of all juggling acts, with me, Faye Dicker. And me, Laura Rawlings. This week we're here with Lisa Cad, the Fuss Free Foodie, for this week's Freelance One podcast. And we're sitting poolside. You might have you might be able to just hear the gentle lapping in the background. And here joined by <laughs> Laura and her rather lovely fresh pot of mint tea. This is the only way I roll where, <laughs> you know, it's it's not exactly chilly outside, but we are in winter, so I have come out with a cup and saucer. It's as posh as I get once a week sitting here with you, Faye. <laughs> and Lisa, I love the fact that you've brought with you a brilliant um what is it it's like a lovely scrapbook full of ideas it's propped up rather nicely on a deck chair talk us through what we're looking at here well just my prompts just um i've kind of got some great ideas of things to share with you today but i just wanted some little extra bits and pieces just to kind of um refresh my brain as i'm going along so the reason why Lisa is here, because Laura and I have been chatting about various things that we think are quite important and challenging as freelancers, typically working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them being... Food! Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get that right out yeah. there. Yeah, okay, there is a struggle of the juggle. But basically, who doesn't want ideas for food and trying to think about things you're going to make and tasty things rather than just cheese and toast, I think is what we said. Yeah, and, and for me, I find, I don't know about you, Laura, I'm really good at planning the family meal or not really good I'm okay at planning the family meal but I'm planning for others but when I'm working at home I never think to actually stop working until I am hungry by which point it's actually too late to think of anything remotely more interesting than a cheese sandwich again and in fact my husband actually suggested oh should we get a a cheese toasty for Christmas and I'm really reluctant to say yes I know what he's thinking I know he means well but I keep thinking we can do better than that this makes me smile because um I was working from home on Monday and I had the leftover, Sunday roast leftovers from my mum. So she sent me home with a plate. So I was sorted for for at least one meal. And then I was having a ridiculous day, little one, poorly nursery, just, you know, everything going out the window. And my sister came and just dropped a bowl of soup round. So I feel very blessed this week actually but that is not typical and I can't survive on doing things like that all the time but um, yummy yeah if there's any Sunday roast leftovers it's worth peeling a few extra potatoes for isn't it I do actually and that's a that's a a real quick meal in the week for my kids is you know going on to evening stuff but that's an extra meal in the week but I'd say leftovers for me is a massive massive um, lunch option at least for one or two in the week you know, if there's, um, I think if you're working from home, it's, it's, it's your right as that person to be able to have first dibs on those leftovers, especially if it's something like yeah. a dal or a kind of risotto that, you know, it's not too heavy, it's quite light, but super tasty and nourishing. And in this weather, when it's a bit more chilly, you want something really warm and hearty. And it can really kind of, you know, make your stomach feel happy and kind of set you up for a great afternoon. So I think first and foremost, if you're thinking about lunchtime um, ideas, yeah, don't rule out those leftovers because, you know, you can add, you know, I had a risotto the other week and I just added a bit of extra cheese on the top um, and it was just enough to kind of just see me through and it, it, yeah, it hit the spot. I have to say the numbers of times I've had to search on the internet or ring my mum and say, this has been in the fridge for five days now <laughs> or six or ring my sister and go, when did I make that? Do you remember? Basically, can I still eat it? I did it with cauliflower cheese the other day. She's like, oh my God, I'm never going to come and eat it. Laura, my favourite story of you is when you actually asked me, I've been carrying this piece of fish around in my bag. But it'd come from the house, it'd gone to work and then gone back home again. And I think it'd possibly even gone back to work. Can I eat this piece of fish? No, 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 no. (laughs) That's where you need to trust your senses. And and actually at home as well, 
I'd give it the smell test. If it <laughs> smells <laughs> not quite right, then I would give it, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of allow it to go into the compost and uh, become something else yeah. and maybe not make you ill. It's <laughs> having legs in it and then there's it walking itself out yeah. of the house, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm taking you down with it as well. Okay. Well, I'm not giving any advice, so this is all over to you, Lisa. This is fine. So I think that was my first thing is, is definitely using leftovers. But another kind of... Um, staple way of me creating lunches is by using up what I've got in my fridge already I have this kind of perverse enjoyment from having an empty fridge I really enjoy going to the fridge and creating almost something from nothing because actually when you think there's nothing in the fridge there is always another couple of meals in there and I think that does come with time and confidence from kind of do you know doing a lot of cooking but you know just kind of keeping an eye I know we've spoken about this before mm. keeping an eye on what's going on in your fridge because there'll be something that will need using up and if you've got that one ingredient that might kind of steer you in a certain direction on where you can go um, for example I can remember having some horrendously sprouting potatoes in my <laughs> cupboard everybody has those at a certain point yeah. but you know they weren't green they were just sprouting so I chopped off the sprouts um, give them a quick peel grated them got rid of all the water um, by squeezing them out in a tea towel and, and seasoned it and made a beautiful potato roshti um, you know just a well-oiled pan um, you know get the potatoes really squashed in after you seize lots of salt good, good few twists of pepper squish it into the pan and then just get it really kind of nice and kind of really a dark a good a good browning flip it over if you're struggling to flip it you get a plate on the top of the frying pan turn it and then <laughs> slide it back into the pan again and um, just get it kind of really nice and crispy. And then what I did was just poached a couple of eggs, sat oh, them on the top. Delicious. I mean, does that yep. not sound like a brunch yeah. of champions? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of like, you are hashtag winning when you're eating that at lunchtime. But, but I have to ask, how long did that take? And at what point, this might sound really obvious, did you think, what am I going to have for lunch today? You, yeah. You're clearly someone who thinks yeah. about it well, yeah. before you get to the point of hungry. Well, sometimes not. <laughs> <laughs> have to be honest, hold my hands up. Sometimes I'm just like, sod it, I'm just going to have some scrambled eggs. Um, and, you know, it's about elevating the normal. So, you know, if I have scrambled eggs, I'm going to do them how I really enjoy them. Really slowly done, creamy, kind of almost slightly soft and squidgy, you know, not dried out like you'd get in maybe um, a buffet breakfast at a hotel. <laughs> so it's about doing things the way you really enjoy it. But I think it's really important to have some elevators in your fridge. So things like, um, I think, guandillas, the kind of um, hot chilies, things like a few herbs like parsley, Parsley's great because if you've run out of lettuce and you've got no lettuce that needs using up or a bag of uh, mixed leaves, you can just really chop up some parsley and that'll work as a kind of, as a lettuce substitute. Mm. Um, I really like having things like wraps in the house because you can make a pretty handsome wrap if you've got some good stuff in. I really love falafels, hummus, um, some leaves, some parsley, tomatoes. And this is a really good way of getting some great veggies in as well. You know, getting some of those chili peppers or some jalapenos. Um, and you know, for me, that's like, that's a really great filling lunch. Um, another one of my recent favorite wraps is um, salami, boiled egg and cheese. And again, with lots of kind of leaves in there as well. Um, I quite often do boiled eggs for my son for school. So I'll do three at the start of the week. So at the end of the week, there's always one kind of hanging about. And it's about, right, that egg needs using. I've got this little bit of salami. You know, we had pizza the other week, but that needs using up. Give it a quick check that it's okay. And, you know, that that's... Don't take me. it to the office and back, please, Laura. <laughs> I do. I'm so with you, though. I do think, I mean, eggs do end up being my go-to, yes. actually, because yeah. I always think really good source of protein. They're filling, so yeah. I'm trying to porridge at breakfast or something else like that. Yeah. So then it's fine to have toast and scrambled eggs and elevating it like to, yeah, having yeah. just some chopped tomatoes yeah. is really good or even just some you know tinned plum tomatoes you know yeah, on the I mean, side 
The great thing about tomatoes is they've got that acidity. So if you're having something that's quite rich, like hummus and falafels, it really kind of cuts through that richness and it just kind of, it just balances it all out really nicely. Um, you were saying earlier about um, Laura's soups, you know, yep. being dropped off a bowl of soup. I made soup with 60 kids last week. Wow. We did a really kind of basic butternut squash soup. Um, you know, you're frying onions, garlic, you can get some veggies in there, carrots. Um, you can roast the pumpkin or the um, butternut squash while you've got the oven on doing something else. So can you do that with the skin on, just out of interest? You just chop it up and leave yeah, the skin on? especially yeah. butternut squash, which, where it's quite thin, yeah. and there's a lot more kind of fibre in there as well, so it's good for you. So definitely, and that, again, keeps it simple. Roast it off in the oven, um, and then you're just kind of chucking in the stock, chucking in the pumpkin and blitzing it. Um, in terms of elevators, if you wanted to make it slightly different. I'm loving this word elevators, I have to say. I've never used the word elevators when referring yeah, to food before. Launch. I yeah. love it. Take it's it really it good. Yeah. <laughs> but you can put in, you know, maybe some sage or if you wanted to give it more of a kind of um, a few spices, some cumin, um, you know, some chili. You know, these are kind of the real kind of wintry warming spices. And I think at this time of year, for me personally, I like to warm myself from the inside yeah. out. Um, I kind of feel really good when I'm, my tummy feels warm and I feel like I'm well nourished. Yeah, so can I ask, do you then do like a big freezer dump? Are you someone who's able to, you've got the bags ready to pour it into, zip it up, pouch done for one, for next week, for two weeks later, I'm and not, you'll remember that it's in the freezer? I'm not that organised. Um, and also, I'm quite funny because I like to have those things in the freezer. And I do have put leftovers in the freezer sometimes, so that is nice. And if I've got bored of eating a soup two or three days in a row, <laughs> I will then dump some in the freezer. Yeah. I'm not a big batch cooker. That's just not my style. Um, but you, it's really funny, Laurie, you should say that because I had a big conversation with Lisa. We connected over this about a year ago. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it really was, Last and it was, it was a genuine connection because I had... for days after yeah, it. it really was. I had freezer guilt because basically the freezer is the graveyard of food because I cannot bear to throw food away. Leftovers would get like yeah. squirreled away, put in yeah. the freezer and never touched. I, oh, I'm ne so glad you're never saying Never touched, this. yeah. And I just was like, I feel really guilty, Lisa. I just, I genuinely don't know what to do with it. And like, for example, some food, I mean, obviously the foods were, were good, but some were like, I was just never going to reach for. So we, Lisa and I worked through my freezer. Yeah. What I did you do? Like, okay, so there's minestrone soup that's a year old. Can I eat that now? That's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, I think it depends how... The advice is probably no. Probably no. And this is where you have to kind of use your judgment. And I think... You know, if it's if anything is really frostbit, frostbitten, mm. um, especially meat, I'd be inclined to not eat it because it's really perished. And this is where it's important that you really wrap things properly. Um, fortunately, something like minestrone doesn't have meat in it, so I'd be more inclined to defrost it and kind of give it a smell and be open. I think, yeah, I wouldn't like to say that that's what you're supposed to do. No. But I think, you know, vegetable stuff, I, I would defrost it and... And, and heat it up really well, really hot. I, I want to share with you, Lauren, my biggest win with Lisa doing this big freezer clear out. And it was on an amnesty, wasn't yeah, it? It was a confessional. It was. It was really. You were there yeah. like a washing basket. Yeah, no, genuinely. Well, it wasn't just that. It was like actually eating it. Yeah. Actually eating the contents well, of is, your freezer. I feel we need more on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so a, you did. You I actually went through and ate everything that was left yeah pretty much um me and the family i didn't end up like the size of half <laughs> the size of a house at the end of it but i remember one of the things was uh, a lemon this curd is, yeah, cake always the one that comes to mind yeah, yeah. that i had and cooked the, and the milk that was in there yeah and yeah. it wasn't good enough for the occasion i'd baked it yeah. it was one of those cakes that just wasn't good enough so i'd frozen it 
and I'd never reached for this. And there was also frozen milk where we'd had, you know, way too much milk in the yeah. house. So Lisa had me making my own custard and serving it over the lemon curd cake, which was amazing. And it was like, the girls would just thought this was like the best pudding ever. <laughs> Is it really perfect? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? This ties in with what you said about there's always something in the fridge. Yeah. And it, it make, you need to go back and look in the freezer. I bet a few of yeah. us are in the same... Kind of groups thinking we need to just actually see what you've already made yeah. and put your yeah. effort into. And why put more money into more yeah. food when we've actually got everything that we need, um, or at least a good starting point? And I yeah. think again, it's why it's great to have these kind of moments. And I have these moments, especially before Christmas. You know, it's good to kind of clear out the freezer to create space for you know any other leftovers at Christmas. But have these moments where we kind of go in and see what we can find because what we did together we we kind of made quite a few um starting points didn't we for other meals it's like oh this this meat or this chicken and we kind of you know we kind of it was a good starting point but going back to kind of more kind of lunch ideas it i think it's it's getting a few bits and pieces in another thing i like to do is kind of things like um smoked mackerel things that kind of have a really good shelf life that will keep for a good week or two in the fridge so that you don't you know they're well wrapped you can kind of um kind of grab them when you need to things like cream cheese the longevity of these sorts of things you know and you can make a really lovely smoked mackerel pate just by um you know breaking up the mackerel checking for um bones and then adding a good tablespoon or two of cream cheese and just mashing it into almost like a pate and you put a spritz of lemon in you put some salt you know not too much salt because they're smoked but put some really good twists of pepper um, maybe even a bit of parsley and you serve that with some oh. pitters that you found at the bottom yes. of the freezer you know which we all have or um you know even if you if you're avoiding you know i've talked a lot about wraps and kind of we said toasties and bread but if you're avoiding eating so many carbs you could maybe just serve it with some nice crudite or um i really love serving things just in um you know like the gem lettuce that are really kind of like little cups so if you didn't want to have a falafel and hummus wrap you could serve that in a little kind of um little gem leaf so there's there's so many options so many options um you reminded me actually when you were just saying about crudite and some of the other little things back to the sort of early days of breastfeeding and survival and something i haven't done (laughs) since then but i remember a lady um at the hospital where i was she said she was cleaning there and she said you know what you need you need to get little small things that are just there easy and grabbable and actually it's really relevant to this so in my case i got like cherry little cherry tomatoes because they were in season but have some tomatoes i've made sure i had some nuts they're easy and dry in store almonds yeah um tomato uh, tomatoes grapes um had a little bit of ham you know just a few little snacky things and there were others like some little rye bread things and stuff but just so that you have it it's so easy you don't have to prepare anything and it lasts that also lasts a week really easily And, and healthy as well you know you're not grabbing for the and I'm, I'm, of course I'm not talking, talking from personal experience here the box of chocolates that you got bought for your birthday that are very conveniently open and you can dip your hand and just pull one out at any time I haven't done that every day this week so far since my birthday at all but you know it's much better to be able to reach for the healthy stuff right <laughs> my kids come home at the end of the day they're like mummy how many chocolates did you have today um, I've now started hiding the wrappers really deep down in the bin so they can't find them it's embarrassing you reminded me I went through I don't ever do this but our road is so filthy but I went and got the car clean a slight tangent got the car cleaned had the little one in the back coming back from nursery and I went and got the token and also purchased some marshmallow chocolate coated thing and uh, she could see me in the mirror so as we were going through the getting the car cleaned I was just sinking lower and lower thinking don't look Lola 
you can't see mummy eating this because her little hand was coming up and I was like oh, you're not having this but I really need this moment of yeah. chocolate right now it doesn't get any better I have we to say no. the amount of mums I speak to that we, we, we kind of openly say you know we'll buy a packet of biscuits and just do the entire lot and then you get you, there's a point of no return isn't there where you get to a certain point of the packet and you're like oh, I can't put these back in the cupboard because it looks bad that I've eaten half. But then you go on and eat the entire packet because that's okay. It's, um, but as long as you hide the packaging and the recycling carefully, that's all right. Exactly, and don't throw away anyone's accidental making in the process. No, you no. ought to be absolutely fine. <laughs> Listen, I absolutely love these ideas. I tell you, the one thing that I'm definitely taking away from this is the smoked mackerel. Mm. That's the one that, that has stuck with me because I like the fact that I could buy that. Actually, it's going to sit in the fridge for a while with a good healthy date on it. Mm. And... You know, when the fridge is starting to look a bit bare, I can reach for that. Yeah. yeah. And all of us yeah. need to eat more fish, I think, don't we? Yeah. It's one of those things that we all probably mindful thinking we need to eat more, but we don't always. And this is a really easy way of kind of getting more in. Yeah, I think that's a really good shout. And funnily enough, I went to a Christmas fair and bought some smoked trout yesterday. Oh, I've not bought that in years, <laughs> but they happened to have it and just was looking forward to it so much with some nice crusty bread. And maybe delicious. A bit of creme fraiche and yeah. some kind we of... Yeah. Faye and I are convert, you know, <laughs> converted to this. Converts. So, yeah. Lisa, thank you very much for joining us. Will you come back again? Because I have a feeling that we could do with you in our lives when it comes to family dinners as well, please. Absolutely, I'd love to. Thanks for listening to Freelance Mum. Remember, there's loads more podcasts and exciting content at freelancecorner.co.uk and you can also meet lots of other freelancers. Subscribe, like and share from whichever platform you get your podcasts from and join us next week as we speak to another expert on an issue that's important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.